Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. And today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Eva Tukok. He is the CEO of Feedback Fruits, and we're going to get into so many good conversations. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Holly, How did I pronounce your much. name? How did I do? Well, that's pretty, pretty, pretty spot on for a non-Dutchie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really excited we finally got this scheduled and we're able to meet and talk about Feedback Fruits. It's a new tech I'm using in my classroom. But before we get into everything Feedback Fruits, tell us about yourself and your journey into this ed tech space. The journey Again, way back, I think as many enter, uh, ethic entrepreneurs start as being a student. So I was a student at the Tech University in Delft. I did a study, Sustainable Energy Technology, and I was it was a study that was three years old back in the days. So we I basically took the initiative to try to improve the curriculum. So I worked with study directors, try to improve the curriculum. That got me into uh, study committees, and that got me to accreditation committees as a student member. So I've been able to see a lot of uh, institutions from the inside out in the Netherlands. And that made me realize that the student experience, the learning experience that I received uh, was actually similar across the whole board. And that made me basically understand that this is something that needs to be improved. It's, it's designed <laughs> for a period that's long past us and also for uh, um, a generation that is that's, that is long past. It needs to redesign. So that is uh, something that I, I, I really realized. And then I recall being on my bike, going to the Chamber of Commerce, right? Because the first thing that I did, I went to my university and I said, you know, we need to improve these things and, that, and technology might be able to help them, right? Always with the start of, no, we need to improve the pedagogy, right? And absolutely technology might be able to scale that pedagogy. So that's sort of how how I got started. And that university said, said was a great leader there. He told me, about the next meeting will not continue if you haven't gone through the Chamber of Commerce. As in, find, he basically told me, he pushed me to, to start entrepreneuring, uh, found, start a business and try to solve the problem that way. I recall being on my bike. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but in the Netherlands, everyone rides a bike. So I love that. I wish we do, we do more of that here. I absolutely love yeah. that. And I need to come visit yeah. the Netherlands for sure. Oh, you should. And if you do, please make sure you let me know because I, I'm happy we're gonna, to. Uh, we're going to meet up, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I'll make sure you get a good bike. Anyway, so we, I was on that bike going to the Chamber of Commerce. And I recall by myself, like, okay, what is it that I'm going to do? How am I going to tackle this? Am I going to try to start a revolution, right? Just start completely from scratch, start something completely new, but then well-designed? 
uh, and try to sort of build my own university or whatever that that would, would look like? Or do I try to take the evolutionary route? So basically try to change the system from within. And I recall making that decision very consciously, like, okay, how are we going to tackle this problem? I decided to take the second option and change the, the system from within. So that's how I, I started. I started with app to give feedback on um, as a student on your teacher, so, such as a teacher could use that feedback to improve their next class, right? Sort of this whole iterative approach to, uh, to learning. It was an epic failure. <laughs> it didn't fly because one, not that many students were actually really interested in giving feedback. They had to give feedback always anyway, and they never got any result back from it. So sort of they had a sort of feedback fatigue, if I may say it that way. And yes, on the other hand, that makes sense. You, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you saw teachers also being a bit hesitant, instructors, right, professors, hesitant on getting such direct feedback. Again, the Netherlands is known for directness, but <laughs> Uh, this was a bit too direct, so it didn't fly. Um, but I, but the company got started, and while I was building that sort of, we call this well, we have our name, right? So feedback fruits name actually originated from that feedback app. Uh, later, we started to get to also organize peer feedback and and these type of things. So, so it still was related, but officially it was actually for a different use case. But we found out that did that didn't fly. But at the same time, because when I started, I was still a student. I uh, participated in a uh, course that applied flipping the classroom method. And that course was different. It was a course in where all of a sudden students were actively participating, weren't asking like, is this going to be the only exam? But the questions were actually related to the content. And the more that we discussed it, the more interesting the whole subject became. It was solar cells by Milo Zeman, fantastic. Uh, Right. Um, a professor, professor as well. He actually was one of the first MOOC professors, a very successful uh, uh, MOOC that he uh, uh, hosted on edtech, on edX, sorry, and he used that MOOC to, to flip his classroom. But what we found is that that sort of method worked really well. So quickly, we feed the fruits, we pivoted in to a product to support flipping the classroom. This is what we internally refer to as our 1.0 platform. That's, that that worked really well. However, only for the teachers that are ready to actually apply that pedagogical method. So we realized that, again, from that evolutionary approach, you need to sort of meet teachers where they were in their pedagogical thinking and then try to help them take that next step. Absolutely. Say, I, yeah. And I love how yeah. your, your whole... You're building this whole experience around your student experience, but also doing the research within the institutions and with the educators and the students who are actually experiencing it. That's why this is such a great tool is because you have that real life in the weeds experience of the feedback and what is necessary to continue that journey and have that kind of back and forth conversation, either it's student to student or student to teacher or you know whatever they need to do in order to be to grow and be more successful in the classroom. Yeah, yeah we're really bottom up. I yeah. think that, that that's really typical from us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you've had this great journey. Um, I want to know if you have any favorite educational related quotes or people who've inspired you along the way. Yes, for sure. There, there are many, but the ones that I want to highlight, especially also because there are other edtech founders listening in this podcast or people that might be thinking about uh, starting an edtech company. 
this is the quote and that helped me sometimes is startup is like running a marathon yes starting an ad tech startup is like doing an ironman and that sort of quote really helped me sometimes in that the struggles that, that you have as an ad tech entrepreneur in higher ed trying to sort of grow and go through the sort of all these existing organizations well basically a lot of elements that are not related to necessarily improving learning directly if you follow what i'm saying so it's, so it's quite a, it's i quite absolutely a do run. and i love this quote <laughs> it definitely is yeah, an so, iron man <laughs> yes it is and but the, 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 how you get through it at least that's, that's how i got through it is by believing in why you do what you do right our product first product failed right our second product was successful but didn't really scale and our third third product really took off but in order to iterate and then sort of continue your motivation you need to understand why you do this you need to really feel it and if if you feel this like i mean why we do what we do never changed right just how we iterated on but if you're if you're strong on your why and if you really feel this then I think you have the energy to run that sort of ethic. Absolutely. And your passion about this and just talking from to you before the show and, you know, hearing different things from working with um, people in, in your organization, your passion really, it's felt across um, about mm-hmm. what you've done with Feedback Roots. And I love that you're sharing your story of how things failed first, because people don't understand that the first iteration or the first thing doesn't always work. You know, overnight success is something that's like an anomaly. You really have to work hard at these things and put in your, you know, for lack of a better terms, your blood, sweat, and tears into what you're going to produce. And that's what's coming to fruition now with feedback fruits. I, yes, I agree. And I think it's especially true for, for education. Um, it's just, uh, a very complex subject, right? It's 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 fintech, for example. If you would take the fintech industry, that's that's so much easier. It's about money trans- transferring money, right? Sort of that. It's 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 much easier to digest if you really want to digest learning and teaching and 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 how institutions work. That's just that's complex, right? And um, yeah, I think there's a reason also why. Education is one of the last, right? Education and healthcare are seen as the two industries that haven't been, well, the, the term disrupted, I think is misplaced, but at least significantly improved by uh, digitalization yet because they're complex industries. So right. you can't expect to be, yeah, you know, to, to go in, yeah, some do. Yeah, I mean, at least for, for us, it wasn't that easy. That's great segue into the next question that I have for you. As a CEO, of Feedback Fruits and all your experience in this educational technology realm as a student, as an entrepreneur, how do you personally define educational technology? That's a very good question. And I love that you ask it. Because if you look at these sort of word clouds or diagrams that show all these different solutions that are all called edtech, and I sometimes compare it with we're in the food delivery industry, but no one does food delivery. Right. <laughs> of course, I'm a bit biased in this in this view. But uh, what I feel is that um, a lot of educational technology, at least 90% of the current purchase by institutions on technology 
is around the educational process. It's not on the core educational process. And to me, educational technology should be about education, teaching, yes, and learning. I love like this. That is, yeah. So, 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 so I feel that, that too often, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's technology over pedagogy. And, and I feel we should start with pedagogy first and then think about the attack technology that, that might come from uh, forward. I knew we were kindred spirits when you started talking about pedagogy before technology. As much as I love, 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 obviously I have a podcast about ed tech, the pedagogy or the andragogy, the theories and how people learn and the research and the psychology, that's really what it's all about. It's about the learners understanding their needs and then developing a tool around that, that kind of hits those different points of things that they want or they need or the educators need. It's so refreshing to hear, you know, a lot of CEOs and founders talk about that, especially yourself. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I feel that this is, the technology should make it easier to apply the right pedagogy for teachers or to apply the right, right learning strategy for students. That's the role of technology. But understanding the right teaching methods or, or the right learning strategies, that's pedagogy. And I feel, and that's the beauty of, the, of, of, I think, our industry and where we are at the moment, is we're still at the beginning of a, a, a big transition. Uh, because the way that we teach hasn't been innovated for a long time. It's been a really long time, like centuries. <laughs> yes. But can you imagine, just, just, I mean, can you imagine how much there's still possible? There is so much more possible if we make it easy for teachers and for learners to apply. But there's such a big, I would say, wild west of opportunities when it comes to how we can improve and also start learning from these, these improvements, our, our, our learning designs, right? How we can iterate and keep improving that and become much more creative. I'm, I really think the coming century is going to be a lot of joy for people that love to do to, to take it to the next level because absolutely so much out there yes indeed and with all that being said tell us about feedback fruits what is your product the surface i obviously know because i have it integrated in my class but for anybody who has not heard describe it and how is it helping institutions and organizations in education thank you yeah so feedback fruits is built for teaching and learning basically a fruit basket full of different fruits and every fruit is a tool, pedagogical tool with which the teacher can easily organize a specific pedagogical method in his or her class. So we basically make it easy for instructors to apply the right pedagogies and improved pedagogies. And there's a whole range of them because yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. And these tools can be integrated into your existing learning management system or in Microsoft Teams or anywhere where you basically teach. Uh, in order to get your learning design to the next level. Absolutely. And what I love about it, like you said, it is it integrates with all the major like LMSs and the tools and things that you're already using. So to the, the learner, it doesn't look like there's another system to log into or something new to learn. Um, and for the instructor, and I found it very easy to set up and also integrate with grading and set up my rubrics and things that I wanted to do. For example, like I'm using the peer review tool. Um, because I think that's something that the LMS 
in, in all aspects of LMS lack. And I was able to easily set it up, set up a rubric, incorporate like what types of how many comments I wanted. It just, it, it was just all there for me. It was all set and ready to go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think if, if as, as a, as a reflection here, right. Also as a learning, I guess, to, to the audience is we get a lot of positive reflections uh, like you just said thank you very much on, on on the tooling but it's not because we are so smart that we came up with the right tools it's because the way that we built them is really teachers right we basically start with this pedagogical method in mind we we try to, to we work with as many teachers possible that apply a version of this method right we work with them we iterate with them we come up with the first version we we, we improve we improve we improve up until we have a tool that is a fruit that is basically ripe enough to be in, in the fruit basket and this is a method which which uh, almost always has guaranteed success for us yes okay. and like the automation of things as well is also important from the faculty perspective when we're trying to streamline things that we do if the students can get that feedback in a more timely fashion instead of waiting initially for the instructor i mean i can't think of something better um, and then you can dive into, as an instructor, you can dive into the more detailed feedback that's related to the assignment or the rubric or, or the task that you're trying, where you're trying to get the students to. So that's something else I love as well. Thank you. And again, taking one, one, one step higher, right? If you really truly understand how hard it is to teach, right? You, you need to have that respect in your design team. Your design team really needs to understand that all these glitches, right, that might feel like glitches, that might feel like a sort of nice to have, if, if I may put it that way, are actually must-haves. Because if you're teaching to a cohort of 50 students or, say, 100 students, and there's twice something that goes wrong, then you have a 98% success rate, right? For an, app, for, for an app developer, that is really high. However, in reality, in teaching reality, that means two students that come to you with questions, with confusions. As a teacher, you don't know necessarily if there are only two or more. So there's this worry that comes up. You're trying this new method. There is, there is, you know, this, 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 this worry, and there's emails and there's back and forward. And all of a sudden, 25% of your time is actually spent on these two outliers that went wrong. We need to respect that we have to have a 99.9 .9 success rate in order for it to feel very smooth for a teacher. So you need to take care of all these side things that can go wrong you work with groups a group member go, goes away a group merges or um there's someone that hands in too late but still wants to review at these type of all these sort of outliers that might feel like yeah but that isn't that's an outlier needs to be taken care of because right. it helps in the peace of mind for an instructor absolutely and it eliminates a lot of those stressors that we experience teaching and especially in higher education k through 12 it's really challenging there's so many different uh, plates spinning for lack of a better term and that you have to keep going and if the, some things can be automated some things can be you know you deal with the like the have what's built in like a fail safe like if the person submits it late they still they still get reviewed they still get yeah. that peer reviewer that feedback that they need to be successful because things happen in life so we have to be prepared for that exactly this and this is important right because if you want to step by step improvement of, of learning design then you have to make sure that every step on the way feels safe and comfortable enough 
for an instructor to take that next step and to take that next step. If you have too many glitches on the way, you might lose that drive to improve the pedagogy or, or improve the learning design. And that's something you yeah. have to be very careful of not losing. Absolutely. And, you know, losing that motivation. So in, in talking about, you, you have so many different, the all-in-one tools and feedback, and we're obviously going to post the link where in the show notes, where you can find more about feedback routes. I want to know what's coming up on the roadmap for you for this upcoming year, or some goals that you have, anything that you can share that doesn't violate that non-disclosure agreement, uh, you know, secret stuff, but what's coming up? What should we be looking forward to? Yeah, good question. So there's a lot coming out, let's put it this way, because we've always believed that we move away from a one-size-fits-all traditional learning design, right? To not necessarily a one-size-fits-all modern learning design, but to much more diverse type of learning designs. So it requires a much more diverse type of toolkit for teachers to be able to work with. So we don't believe in the one killer app that's going to improve education. We need to continuously enrich that suite, right? So we have also we've committed ourselves to that type of innovation. We see a lot in this industry <clears throat> is that there are companies that, that have found a specific product market fit, right? So a specific functionality that, that works and that flies, then gets external investment, but that external investment is mainly around skills and marketing. And basically you see that the innovation around that tool really stalling, holding. It's basically continues to be the same tool for years. That's not our philosophy because we believe we are in a transition. So we continuously need to take that next step. And then we do that through either adding extra fruits to that fruit basket, right? Um, well, I, 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 I can't name the names, but there will be, I would say, very successful pedagogies, right? For example, we just released a team-based learning uh, tool. Uh, that is a team-based learning, it's a, it's a pedagogical method which has been successfully applied. We have a couple of more of these type of uh, pedagogical methods that are successful that we're going to build tools for. So keep you posted. That's on the one yes, hand. Yes, please. On the other, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and on the other hand, we we basically built um, yeah ingredients. So we are working quite a lot. We're having quite a big team working on what AI can do to automate a specific tasks and specific uh, elements of the whole learning journey, such as we again can reduce. Uh, the friction for teachers and reduce the time spent for teachers, but increase the learning for learners. So that's the on the AI uh, um, part. And there's something big that I'm working on, which oh. I call internally Futurefoods 3.0. But there, unfortunately, I can't tell a lot about except for the fact that's all right. We're just going to get excited about hearing feedback fruits 3.0, and we'll, we'll definitely going to look forward to that. Um, so it Thank sounds you. like you have a lot of great things coming up and this tool is always evolving and you're testing and you're getting feedback from the users and the learners which is fantastic you create that collaborative space in designing your tool so wrapping up things i have two final questions for you did we miss anything is there anything else you want to share about feedback fruits and being that you are this wonderful forward-thinking CEO, you know, moving EdTech forward. Can you tell us what does the future of EdTech look like? So did we miss anything you want to share? And what does the future of EdTech look like? Well, good question. So, well, let's first start with the missing element. Um, I guess what is 
interesting to know for for your audience, right? We're, we're a European company. We come from Europe. We're um, getting our footprint in in the US and North America, but it's still growing. I think for the teachers out there that that are like, okay, well, nice these tools and it's a nice story, but I want to get my hands dirty. We love the innovating teachers like yourself. We really love the people that thrive, continues to thrive to improve their education. So we have this initiative and where we give these educators, uh, if, if they apply, right, and if it's certain criteria, but that will be fine, a lifelong access to this tooling for free. And this is no commercial joke. This is really for free for always because we believe in these front runners. So I would definitely want to basically invite them to go to our website, apply for this uh, lifelong free access, yeah. and we'll make sure you get it and you can actually start using these tools in your in your Absolutely. education. So that's one one of the things I wanted to just have said. Yeah, when it comes to the future of uh, of EdTech, I very much believe in the future of learning design. So I'm so much looking forward and so excited about the journey that we're just started on new ways of teaching and improved ways of teaching uh, that lead to much more um, joy in learning. Because to me, I can't be convinced by the fact that learning is not extremely exciting. However, there are quite a lot of students out there that still feel that that's the case. How is this possible? I've just had a baby, right? If yes, you have lose, a lot going on too in your yeah, personal life. Yeah. Yes, and you're doing all these great is, things. Yeah, but if you if you see sort of that that urge to learn, right? And it's it's necessary for survival. If if, if babies wouldn't learn, that they wouldn't survive. Just like breathing is. So it is into our we are wired to learn. I really think that that if we continue to try try to drive learning design forward, we're able to bring that joy and that spark of energy back into to 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 our classes everywhere. And that's what I'm very excited about. And I feel that that's where also our focus should go towards. Absolutely. And setting it up for future generations and yes, that excitement around the learning and education, all those wonderful things that you are talking about. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing all about Feedback Fruits and what you're doing in this space. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I'm glad we were able to finally sync up our schedules mm -hmm. and people are going to now hear about Feedback Fruits and all the great things you're doing in the ed tech space. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, that's another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our website, edupedtech.com, and subscribe to our mailing list to get all the latest info in ed tech happenings. See you next time.